Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely HP community. This successful spirituality awakening story is a bit of a channeled guidance, or actually a lot of a channeled guidance, but I want this one to be our title because when you are aware finally of the entirety of your life as a person with updated attachment and trauma information, even if it's remote, meaning a little bit, that you are basically beginning to see the dots that connect to your home and how you've been carrying it into your relationships. And for my 5D collective, so this is mystics or functional adults. You are people who love yourself, you understand emotional and mental maturity, at least the understanding. Obviously, we all consistently navigate the journey to be able and get to equanimity again and again and again. This is a very specific channeled guidance message. I'm beginning our lovely new opening since the, for the for 5D collective is settled in, okay? And I am settled into knowing how to introduce to you the beginning of a topic so that nobody uses their time in the wrong space. We are unconditionally loving people. It means that you do have compassion towards yourself and humanity and you know that no one is broken. So you don't need a lecture. I mean, of course, people who educate you get passionate. I get passionate, but I try not to be a lecturer because I'm not here to tell you how to do personal development. I'm here to help you to be yourself, as all of the IHP episodes are. I'm now more prepared to explain to you the foundation of your attachment category, of your ability to update that state and sense of self, to know how to identify if you are a healthy self-worth or if you have potentially childhood trauma and those red flags mean, let's go check out Patrick Tian, right? Trauma, childhood trauma survivor, healed healing and therapist. I'm the mystic, I'm the woo-woo lady with the pseudoscience because I have educational certificates and hours with trauma-informed, attachment-informed and the research psychology, existentialism, sociology, all of that, which is the foundation of the inner growth mindset. Okay, so a spirituality awakening, aka becoming and or moving towards your whole three-year-old heart, meaning moving towards your restorative embodied self and integration of the brain. It means you being able to be aware and every person begins life like I do and you do. Our embodied lovely brain with our nervous system has a way to engage it. What we see out there with the movies, put to the side politics for a minute. Movies and lifestyle and everything that is in what I consider an ancient silverback time personally. And when I come to you, I come to you as a person who's consistently been, I am expanding consciousness with the knowingness that as a person I have secondary consciousness that I've been able to connect the dots with spirituality and spiritual concepts, it's because of becoming a person with 
active clairs. And so a relationship with the space of this that surrounds us. Neuroscience can give me the gist that I can share with you. So does the lovely mental health community. However, when it comes to my clairs, I'm a mystic. And I'm a self basically defined one, meaning I did not go to learning about esotericism or any of the stories because I don't need them. Because I began life with Jesus, with my Christian background, which is in the denomination of Catholicism. And I already knew that we are brothers and sisters. So I don't need to venture off into any story because the brothers and sisters is the same as the energetic imprint of my oversoul, which is my immediate and extended. And so from my subjective experience with Claire's, I didn't need to figure anything out. People who are 5D mystics are not lost because we don't need a master or teacher or guide. We don't need anything or anyone. I had Jesus. Others have nothing except for the sciences and data. And they are here just as much as I am. They just don't use the word mystic because they have, for example, I mean, for me, Daniel Siegel. He has neuroscience. Uh, he has the attachment researchers in the attachment category. He has physicians. He has probably quantum physics as well. He, he has all these subject matters. I have a gist of those because he did uh, school for doctors. I did school for social societal, social studies, excuse me, <laughs> humanities and social studies, since I'm a political science major with my master's in international relations and diplomacy. So mine is humanities, social sciences, bachelor's of arts, master's of arts. His is of sciences. Okay. And so the part of Claire's, when it began to happen for me, I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. Because I wasn't unaware of the sphere of the, you know, space. I don't want to use the word that I was going to use because that's how I knew of it. And that's something, again, 4D, it's unfortunate. I didn't think they would stay stuck in a bandwidth, but then again, I didn't grasp the concept of the bandwidth because I never fell for the stories because even with Jesus, it's not a story meaning the essence of the love he presents and presented to me. And as I got to go to catechism, even the essence of God, what was presented to me is something that my restorative embodied self, so me, the human being, was able to perceive but understand with the brain here of the left mode that can hear words, that can speak, and then can also feel feelings and know, oh, of course there's some things I like and don't like. Okay, so it's called differentiation of the self. So very straightforwardly, we all will know who we are from use your name. The part that for me and anybody who is a feminine with a masculine, so you're able to handle the unknown meaning to sit with Shiva, no thingness. So to sit with the silence of, you know, dark sky, meaning when we go to sleep, we won't know when it's the last time we will fall asleep. And 
that is you facing what existentialists already have talked about, the human condition. Now, the human suffering narrative, people call it the human dilemma. I personally began calling it the human condition because I'm like, well, it's not a dilemma. I mean, it's a state of, quote unquote, I'm going to use it just because I know there are those who don't agree with this, but <laughs> it's a fact. To me, in Italian, that means, actually, I can't even express that. So C-I-O-E with an accent on the E, it's like kind of, wow. Okay, so it's a type of expression. And um, <laughs> uh, I love being bilingual. I'm bilingual. Anybody who's new doesn't know that. So what I was trying to get to is when you're aware that the fact is when we go to sleep at night, we don't know if we're going to wake up. Some of us were able to accept this. I know I was, even if I didn't like it, at a young age. I say young because to me, the ages of, what was I, between 16 to 19. I don't remember which one of the, you know, because, or wait, 19... Mm, I don't remember. Yeah, it, it slips my mind in the exact moment when I came across the Marcus Aurelius book, which shared with me not to worry about things that you can't do anything about because you're going to use your time. And it was something he was writing in one of his books where he was like, why would I use my time to wonder so much about if I'm going to be remembered as uh, good or evil. So he was contemplating his reign. And I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense. I should really stop using my time to, you know, think about what is afterlife because I know that I have a belief system, but I also know that I know that it's not confirmed because anything that is in afterlife is not confirmed by anyone. And to this day, if you want a fact, to me, if the fact is it's not confirmed by anyone no matter how many different sciences or philosophers or stories they come up with, if you're grounded and you want to consider yourself intellectually smart in any way, shape, or form, that word to me means you know at the end of the day that you do not know when your last day will be. There is no wiggle room here. To me, personally, this is a fact, unless you want to be a flat earther. Now, me, the person who's named Maria, and I don't have any doubt about it. And I really, really believe the five D educators for sure are here with me, and they're laughing, and that's why they're so calm when they're talking about all their stuff. <laughs> so in the meantime, I embrace definitely being a dreamer and a doer because being woo-woo mystic lady is amazing, and pseudoscience lady, that's out of respect for the academics who want to continue behind those desks. I don't. Personally, I do not have any interest whatsoever in being there. So as I was saying, this is a bit of channeled guidance and more. As we have content up till the end of 2023, and I will try to update with messages for my lovely community, Right now, the theme of the masculine has been coming up, the masculine energy and people who need a master and a guide and a teacher. 
so the ones with defectiveness and shame. The individuals, whether women, men, or theys in gender, non-gender, therefore, doesn't matter. When I say masculine energy, I'm talking about the energetic aspect of you. And I'm not going to define that because there's no need for if you are a person who's in the plane of 5D. Because you will know that masculine does and feminine dreams, yin-yang, right? Okay, so you will only be a 5D if you have the ability to navigate your left chatter and your right the sensations that come up. So you're able to rise above what you experience as likes and dislikes. And to allow yourself to sit in the beginner's mind as if you did not know anything. And then to be in a state of forgiveness, in a state of my blank canvas. There is no ego self. There is no absence of me. But there is a closing of the door to that which is a fixed probability. What you have is the ability to know of limitless possibility for you and moving out of what is stagnation. And therefore, moving into your feminine and your three-year-old whole self and therefore being able to be your own benefactor, your own grace and generosity and compassion, the ability to not have conflict, but to have clarity that the climate that is in transition with relationships, community, partnerships and nurture equals emerging yourself within a collaborative effort with all of those who embrace where you are headed. It doesn't matter what your interests are or what your work objectives are. You know those who lift you up and those who support you in the effort to move into the version of yourself that you see coming forth into this plane. Some of you have decided to do something very unique for this upcoming holiday, which is to continue to clarify certain hunches that you've had about your surroundings your origins, where you come from. And so it's more of with this new set of eyes, now that you have risen above the fray, so you've risen above that which used to be blinders, and I'm going to use words. So the heartbroken three-year-old needs a master, needs a guide. You feel that you need to serve someone, that others have answers to you, that you are going to justify the asshole in the next room, okay? You're out of that. And because of having, once again, and or in one way, shape, or form, noticed 
that you allowed yourself to put your intuition to the side. And so somewhere there was a awareness, wait a minute, my gut told me where I would have been better spent for my time, my effort, my everything, I disregarded it because of external voices that I chose to tune into because they're my typical, you know, surrounding. So this is what I'm used to. It's, it's loved ones. It, it, it resonated. You're quite aware of this is what I resonated with. I chose to disregard something. You are not in any way, shape, or form frustrated or angry. The people who are instead frustrated and angry, they are in a different timeline right now. So those people, they're getting to move into the next steps of, if they want, moving out of that. I'm not going to channel for those groups. These are not the 5D collectives. Those are people who have chosen their human suffering narrative. So they find excuses for people who are in low self-esteem and indirect communicators, passive-aggressive. They find excuses for people who promote traditional ancient silverback. And, and when I say excuses, what I mean is that they justify them. Oh, but, but leave them alone. They're, they're so, um, you know, so sad for them. No, we don't have to leave alone. We can understand, but leaving alone, mm, that's not the same. So it's, it's about being able to talk about any of those Take accountability for what you're bringing into the planet. If you're bringing in divide, if you're bringing in emotions that are not loving, just take accountability. You don't have to change, but you want to take accountability for it. Okay, so there's some aspect and or more that's, been, that's become part of your awareness, and you're wanting to double-check it. So you're pretty straightforward on what you have a hunch on. Um, this is the time. This is the time. There's that song. <laughs> oh, shoot. I was channeling one of them. It was some famous, I think, 60s or something like that. So, um, yeah, I'd have to research it. But um, it's in my brain right now as I'm channeling and just chit-chatting with you all. Anyways, successful spirituality awakening story, it's because you're moving into the mastery of your mental and emotional functional adult. So you're knowing, wait, I'm my name. I have a way that I do know I want to enjoy life. If there are ways I have not been, it's out of my own volition. I take accountability, I take ownership, but I want to double check something because I have a hunch that my habits, my bad quote-unquote habits, come from my own household, environment, upbringing, and that I've been taught low self-esteem. I've been taught indirect communication. I've been taught to gossip. I've been taught to be in human suffering by my origins. And it's okay. I get it. I'm emotionally abundant and distant enough to figure it out with my head and my body, but I want to just get a closer look before I confirm what my hunch is. 
I'm going to say that this is the biggest gift that you are giving to yourself and that you will find the ability to share compassion with your household. You will also, though, find an area that will bring some bittersweet as well as um, you've known already for a long time what the truth is about aspects that don't belong to you. Manners and sentences and even expressions. They're not yours. They come from that household. They've always conflicted with you and you've always kind of thought they were yours, but you were like, this, I don't know, there's just something like on the tip of my tongue, I know it's here. So this is where you're going to, yes, confirm what your hunches are in a way that allows you to step boldly into your future and it is going to be liberating. Although there can be some bittersweet due to choices made in moments of doubt, in moments of weakness, in moments of fear. At the same time, seeing it for yourself with your own eyes, it makes a difference. And, and I'll use the story and then we'll close this channel of guidance. So I know of this thing, I'm going to keep it vague to respect people's privacy, but it is something that I got to experience and more than just once. I mean, I'm 43. Personally, I'm polyamory, but people for some reason don't choose to go down the path of ethical non-monogamy. So they choose to go down the path of let me just hide that I want to date other people. Okay, so on that note, um, when a person has a hunch in a specific way and they actually ask the person that they are, in this case, romantically involved with, doesn't matter the gender, but they just say, so is this going on? And you're told no. But you get into future other kind of conversations and they say no again. Eventually, you see things that just don't sit well with you. So you keep on allowing yourself to stay, but you just know. Okay. And then the moment comes that you have the, you know, it's kind of like uh, an angel sent from heaven above, but it's not an angel. It's just you have a gift, a moment that takes place, and you're able to confirm. You're going to do everything in your power to confirm that. Now, it's unconscious. When I've seen it happen, it's not been something that a person's planned out. It's literally their gut saying you have to see this for yourself so that you can finally have the proof that your inner child, because your inner child is what keeps doubting the adult you, because the inner child wants to fix what is happening. Why? Why? The child needs the household in order to survive. And so emotionally, you and I, we're all children. As long as we don't tend to that, 
zero, one, two, three, okay? And on a conscious level, it's once you are aware from that uh, child energy, if you will, but with you in the present saying, okay, my, and obviously it's different for the scenario of adults who are in a long-standing relationship, but still the inner world, I'm going to say that inner world is your three-year-old, but it's the pure consciousness of you. So it's your gut saying something's off. Something's off in the sense that it's not supporting my inner well-being. It does not support my joy. It does not support my happiness. It's not about the person. It's that your body says something is off. Your brain is, in fact, an anticipatory organ. And your left mode is not a liar. I mean, it's a liar because of stories that are creating from a, created when you have a heartbroken three-year-old and the heartbroken zero-one-year-old, so that sense of self when you feel that you are disgusting and there's this defectiveness, self-loathing, so there's this longing, so that's the lie. The lie is that you're not worthy. But the minute that you can explore the hunch from a place of wisdom, you will find the healing to your wholeness because you'll make choices that are, I take ownership of what I'm thinking, of what I'm feeling. I don't have to lead based on a hunch. I don't need a master. I don't need a teacher. I don't need anybody to tell me what it is. I can see it for myself. And I can also disengage from the low self-esteem, indirect communication, passive aggressive, from hiding behind codependent type mannerisms of martyr superior or blamers and so i will not justify i don't have to vilify either though there's no superhero there's no supervillain there's no rescuing i don't need to be soothed i don't need to be seen i don't need to be rescued i don't need some other person to emotionally or mentally say to me you're right and others are wrong this is the moment of that trauma and or trust break self-recovery, which equates I can handle my left and right brain mode. I can handle my nervous system. I can handle the minute I'm upset. I can handle that if I have a gut feeling and my brain thinks about something that I will look into it or I will just make a conscious decision. Do I want to trust me or not? And if I don't, then okay, but let me in the future, if what I had had a hunch on before was right and then I'd ignored it, let me, let me double check. If I, am I ignoring something to see, okay, let me spell this one out. When you have not securely attached, your gut will be wrong because your gut will be looking, quote unquote, not your gut actually, but the nervous system. The nervous system and the default mode network is looking for that which you experienced your entire life. So that which is unsafe. And here's where, as a person who's securely attached, what I can tell you with being a 5D mystic also, though, um, not all people are attracted in the way that you hear those teenagers talk about, oh, you're only attracted to emotionally unavailable people because you're an empath and so you're going to 
want to try. No, it's not being a person who has this awareness of others that has us meeting people that are emotionally unavailable. It's people who are emotionally unavailable, even the ones who go to therapists. They don't want to be vulnerable with their romantic partners, which is why solo poly, I mean, it's the best of all. You being your ideal partner, it's only common, it's not common sense. It, it, it's going to happen because people out there don't learn to be their own secure base and safe haven. They don't know how to regulate their nervous system when they're stressed out to say, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that I'm in love with you. <laughs> what is that? No, I have a feeling that you're in love with me. There's a song that, this is another one that was channeled, but anyway, side note. Um, when you are a person who has self-empowerment, you don't doubt yourself. You also are able to have direct communication without any shame. And so, like I was saying, there's something you're wanting to see with your own eyes, but your hunch is already quite spot on. You're just needing those last pieces of the puzzle close whatever it is that you have set your eyes on and as for our oversoul it's the most amazing of gifts always but that's only for 5d mystics because the 4d they cut people out of their life they talk about each other as um, people who are spiteful envious jealous that have this desire to see people crumble the reality is if somebody is in, let's say, a relationship, so going back to that romantic, when people cheat on each other without just saying, let's go to polyamory. The part about the cheating, the sin, it's in ancient textbooks, but it's also because of zero one-year-olds for every person wanting to be seen and reassured. So they want only one person to have eyes for them because that emotionally allows their nervous system to know they will always have a lifeline. It's part of that herd thing, okay? So the difference, though, it's not a herd. It's been romanticized. It's been sold. And it gives you not just emotional sense of safety. It's your actual human being nervous system that gets to embark on a journey that with that one, you're in a ventral vagal nervous system. So your rest and rejuvenation. But you can do this all on your own. One, two, you can build a relationship that is just as satisfying without it having to be necessarily monogamous. And that's only though, of course, if you want to move into being open to knowing about healthy self-worth. What I can say is that your attachment system is what's in the lead. So this is why it's, it's really one of a conscious awareness of the emotion of longing and attaching and this really, really big, like, ah, but I, I can only fathom one because otherwise I would be meaningless. Again, this is where my zero one-year-old is crying to be seen so that it can be soothed. It's your nervous system again and again, again, it's your attachment system. It's your mammalian heritage, but you can become aware of it. Okay, so let me close on us. Let us close out. The people who have these hunches, 
whatever's coming up in the next couple of weeks is something you've really just been quote unquote stalling, but it's not stalling as much as it is that you are actually mastering being able to face what is a very big emotion. It's called, I want to take a leap of faith. I've been wanting to take a leap of faith. And that is within the opportunity that I have to safely co-regulate with a person who I know is a safe self-regulator and or people. I know of where I can go and find unconditional love and be welcomed and to begin another chapter in my journey, which I have never had the opportunity to have. Um, that is to be able and be my whole three-year-old self as an adult who's going to fuck up, but who's going to be told, you fucked up, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> What's up? What's going on? And we want to talk about it. What, is, what, what do you want? You want to cry? Let's cry it out. Come here. Let me hug you. Come on over. What, what happened today? Did you, did you have that other asshole come in today? What, what's the deal? Just let's, let's talk about it. This is something that people who finally figure out what a person who and our group who offers you healthy self-worth examples are people who don't give two shits about what you do, but they listen to you. They listen to you because they want to. So they don't ever cease to be present in a differentiated plus linking. And you know this, that's why there's a mui, there's a, I know that I'm accepted for who I am as I am and supported in these circumstances. I know that others, these other circumstances, not the same thing. No, not even remotely close. So whatever it is that you're continuing to quote-unquote boggle your brain around, the reality is it's sometimes people just choose that they have to see something before they believe it. These are usually the masculines who are not choosing to just let their feminine lead the way because they don't accept. I'd rather make a mistake and listen to my gut than um, not... And that is, though, because when you have had childhood trauma to the extent of where self-loathing, self-disrespect, self-doubt, self-everything, insecurity has been in the lead, you've always had a master, a teacher, a guide, someone who you've subjected yourself to. So being able to take that first leap that I'm talking about, it means you leaving the nest. But literally, this is not you being thrown out into the nest. It's you wanting to take the leap, knowing you don't know if you're going to fall. I personally don't know that feeling. I always take a leap because there's no fear to fall because I'm not on a cliff. <laughs> so as long as I'm not on a cliff, it's okay. When you know that living relationships is the most beautiful gift that you've ever been given, you don't you don't say no to love because someone did not know how to show up fully and completely again and again and again. And that's why we don't have trust breaks. So 
some of us, we say, my body tells me where I'm open, where I'm happy, where I'm safe. It also tells me where I would like to be, where I don't want to be. It tells me if something's in a different vibration. doesn't mean that anyone's doing anything that's in my need of a paying attention. If they're hiding something, if they're lying, I don't need to do anything about it. Now, obviously, I know people will be thinking about all those scenarios. That's the movies, people. And if you really have that kind of worry, then I'm going to say go to a good therapist so you can handle your brain and stop thinking that you can be that manipulated. Make sure you find a good therapist, by the way, because obviously if you have this idea that you can be so manipulated to find yourself in, you know, I don't know, the Bond 001, whatever that, you know, James Bond. So if you're doing action movies, again, that thing came out. But um, yeah, if you think you can be that easily brainwashed, then, you know, go get a good therapist, get a handle of your brain. I'm just saying there's opportunity for everyone who wants to become their own leader and they don't need to be somebody's subservient anything. So on that note, allow yourself to take that leap, if you will, and know that no matter when you take it or how you take it, it's always going to be the same. You don't know what's going to happen. But if you don't take it, you also won't know what it, what is going to happen. And then you're going to regret, potentially. What I've found interesting throughout the years are a bunch of different types of people. But the ones who have hunches and ignore them, they're the ones who are most upset because they say, shit, I ignored my hunch but they never really just make up their mind. And some people, they've told me, oh, I just want to stay this way. I, I like to stay in indecision. Really? Are you sure? Because I hear you complaining a lot about the fact that, oh, well, if I would have listened to myself that time, I would have done it this way and then that way. So is it really something you're fine with? Mm. Okay, so on that note, we will close on out. I hope you're having a wonderful day. We'll be back with more. And... Share with me any of your questions if you have any. See you again soon.